When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Eve Gavin. And you're listening to Agony Rants. How are you? I'm glad I got the plats in because, you know, it was very I, early uh, this Whenever Neve has plats in, I always know Neve means business now. There's no no messing around today. No, because I couldn't She's be on even, it. I couldn't even be arsed washing my hair before I left is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to be more glamorous, but, you know, I, I put the hat on to save the fact. But Neve, you do. You look glamorous. Uh, That's the thing. Like a dog like walker glamorous. Ca- no, not, no. You're kind of like incognito glamorous. <laughs> You know, is it Neve Cavanagh? Is it J Lo? We're not sure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that'd be cleared up real quick. <laughs> you know, no bad effort. Yeah, all we'd have to do is somebody would sing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's J Lo. <laughs> not that, a note. No, oh, she can sing. Ish. She can't sing like you. That's true, but she, you know, I don't sing like her. Let's, uh, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> you have an opinion about this, I yeah, feel. Poor as J-Lo. Very strong. Devastated wherever she is. Did you see J-Lo's documentary? No. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, Where is she's it on? Gone, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, she's come very far for somebody that can't do a whole lot. <laughs> There's quite a few people in the industry like that, actually, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out now. <laughs> I the don't know plots them. Per- are in. <laughs> I don't know them personally, but <laughs> we were talking about Love Island earlier on. If you want to talk about that conversation, God Almighty! I mean, <laughs> I watched. I would say five minutes of it last night, and that is probably the longest. Is that why stint. your beard is so long today? <laughs> I was just t- like, these people are so boring. Yeah, no, they are a bit boring this year, which is a shame because I'm kind of, I'm slightly, I'm not. Addictive is the wrong word. If I miss it, I don't get traumatised. But I, I'm kind of invested a little I can, bit. I can see why you would be. Mm. But you'd be invested the way you get invested in a conversation you over here on the bus. Oh, I know. I love that. Like, <laughs> they were having this conversation. I was like, this is the most boring yeah. conversation. I've ever, and this was, and bear in mind, this is after the edit. I know. This I know. is the stuff they left This in. is like 24 hours edited down to one hour and it can't even be exciting. And you're right. It's they're a bit tragic. You know, nearly, I'll tell you what it is, right? They're too self-aware now. Hot people don't have to try. Oh, I know. Oh, it was so funny at the beginning, right? At the beginning when they all went in, they were all traumatised because every single one of them couldn't understand why everybody else wasn't all over them. 
you could see that they'd never had to work for it. Like that's exactly what it was like. They they couldn't. They were like having mental breakdowns about the fact that because he's not making an effort. But then he never had to make an effort. Yeah, you know, and vice versa. And the boys were exactly the same as the girls. It was really it's, it's quite a thing. A whole load of people put in a room and none of them have ever had to make a social effort because they've always been the prettiest person in the room and then they're all in the room together and nobody know. knows what to say. Absolutely traumatised. Yeah, they are struggling. I mean, their conversation, if that's the pick of their conversation over 24 hours, I'm thinking to myself, I don't understand what conversation is anymore. There was a guy wearing a pair of gold Speedos. <laughs> and really? thank God You zeroed in on him. Yeah, and I'll tell you why, right? Why? Because he was dumb as a box of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he was talking about. Which but one I was watched, he? I can't remember what his name was. But I, I watched the conversation and I thought, he is thick as shit. What, what did he look like? I don't know. You but the speedos were the speedos. gold. I mean, it was, they, they were, they were Kylie Minogue <laughs> spinning around. That, that's the sort of, oh, that's the sort of But they don't wear an awful lot of talking. stuff. It's like not even funny. Like. But you can tell a producer went, this is what I'm working with. And I was like, oh, I know. And, you need to get yourself some gold speedos because otherwise <laughs> there's nothing going on. Yeah, like we have nothing to offer. Everything on Love Island this year is pre-loved. You know that? It's all from eBay. Really? Uh-huh. And they're being sponsored by eBay so they're all technically pre-loved. I'm not sure how. Who's watching Love Island for the clothes? Oh my God, what planet are you on? Nobody's going, oh, I'll, I'll go and see what. Really? Yes. They all get deals with you know companies afterwards for their own line which I'm sure they were in the room when they were showing them I don't think they're necessarily designing them (laughs) seriously (laughs) you've no idea it's all about the clothes young people do you know what I want I I think if they want to go down this virtue signaling route I want I want them to do a Love Island of ordinary people with ordinary bodies so much funny (laughs) so much funnier Uh, like it would be hilarious yeah I want to go on there with me man boobs (laughs) (laughs) No offence, we're too old for doing this. (laughs) Do you remember they did a celebrity, the the years and years ago they did a celebrity love island. They celebrity love island and Kelly from Eternal was on it. Uh Uh-huh, I'm one of them, there's a couple of them I remember. And she was very Christian. (laughs) Works well in Love Island. Island No, (laughs) No, they want all the the, the stuff going on. Yeah, there was nothing going on. No, and rightly so. (laughs) I have teenage boys. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, that that was the Love Island they could watch. You know. No, you see, that's the thing about reality television is mm. you're really rolling the dice going in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, say someone like Maura Higgins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maura Higgins. I, listen, I was there when she was created. I'm not going to lie. Not actually in credit. <laughs> <laughs> but when she appeared on Love Island, right? The first time. You don't know who are from Love Island because you don't watch any of it, right? No. But I remember when she first came into Love Island and you know yourself, the second somebody Irish goes on to it, you're like, Jesus, lads. You know, you can't help yourself. And so you're in it to win it and you look at them and you go, part of you wants them to win and then part of them is just mortified that they're in there. You know, I know, yeah. Don't let us down. Don't let us down. Please, you're representing the entire island. But uh, actually, um, I remember when she came on, she was refreshing. Like, I mean, she was hard hard to take at times because she was like blatant and brutal and she was but actually that was what was fabulous about her oh. you know because she, she was taking no prisoners she was fab like so and she's gone on to do incredibly well after that which is really brilliant but what's she the, doing now she's modelling she's doing I mean really modelling oh yeah oh she's actually she, she photographs really well really beautiful <laughs> 
<laughs> she photographs really well. That is a very... <laughs> you know, either way... She photographs I... really well. The photographs are great. In real life, she's odd looking. <laughs> I didn't say that. I've never met her. But they do say that, is that the odder you look in real life, the better you photograph. Well, I think sometimes if you're too symmetrical or something, I don't know. I only, as you know, I most of my selfies are like... Well, what I, I will say is that we were having a conversation earlier and you looked at a photograph of me and you said, did they do something to your eye to make it look a bit wonky? <laughs> I was like, no, Neve, that's my eye. (laughs) Now, what is our podcast about today? I've completely forgotten. Oh, we were talking about sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, nothing will put me asleep quicker than having to have a conversation with that dull plank in the gold (laughs) pants. Oh, we're back to him. It was pretty. Was it pretty? It was pretty, but it was thick. Yeah, I know. And to be honest, pretty only. No, pretty. Yeah, you're. I know what you're going to say mm, straight away. It just it doesn't do enough for me to maintain me. You don't get long enough out of pretty. No, no, you don't. You get about five minutes, and then you're like, God, he's thick. Yeah, no, shit. I can't have it. Uh, now, mind you, somebody who's you know not necessarily obvious to the eye and has a bit of something about him, oh, you would get lots out of yes. that. Yes, lots. You see, that's it. It's what you see. Oh yeah. It's what you see. That's all that matters. Mm. Woof. <laughs> Stop now. We're talking about sleep. <laughs> so how do you sleep? <laughs> Badly. Okay. I went through a really bad phase of sleeping last year. Okay. And it's only happened to me twice in my life where I've had... Like a run of bad nights. Of, of like really bad. And like how long really, did it go really on bad. for? It went on for months. Yeah, but last year was... Unusual. Yeah, it was bizarre. The last like, couple I mean, of years, everybody's life was turned upside down and all around. And so it was very hard to keep routine. Even people would say like, oh, do you sleep after shows? I've never had a problem with not being able to sleep after No, a but show. I need a wind down. I don't. I don't. I literally, I do. You couldn't I just don't. go straight from the show to bed, surely. Well, there's always the drive home. Yeah. Well, that's but, the wind down. But I mean, I, I could go from like Vicar Street and then in the car and then straight to bed. No problem. When I'm nervous or worried or anything sure. like the first thing to go is my sleep. I think everybody's the same. I was saying it last year to Alan who runs Head Stuff and he was talking about how important sleep is because oh. he read this book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep, right? And he got it for me but it's not a book that you read when you're having bad sleep because all it does is <laughs> make it infinitely worse Alan does it ramp up your anxiety levels <laughs> it does because <laughs> you think because, you're going to die it's so important like, yeah sleep is important it's bananas like, and it's only reading it now when I'm back into it like <laughs> normal phase of sleep it's, about, it's basically about uh, making you feel more precious about your sleep well, I think I think it's it's not a priority for most people. They think that it's a priority, but it's not really. No. Because they don't they don't put into place things that will help them sleep. They don't realise that you actually have to create circumstances. And the funny thing is, I suppose when I would have really considered this is when I had to teach my kids to sleep. Oh. Right? Because if you think about it, when they were small, I had to teach them okay. to go asleep on their own. And most mothers just use Calpo. Yeah. <laughs> At this moment, I'm not, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> but, you know, you have to teach them 
what sleep is, right? In a sense, when they're babies, that it's not appropriate to wake up at four in the morning and think it's like, yeah, it's yeah. a fun fest. You yeah. know, you have to teach them what sleep is. And so it, it makes you think a little bit about how important sleep, and also having kids, you realise that you don't actually have any time to sleep. So therefore, yeah. sleep becomes... Nothing ruins your sleep like no, kids. No, no, no. In a, in a lovely way. It's actually the quality of the sleep. It's not necessarily the quantity, I think, sometimes. Well, apparently you're supposed to sleep slightly cold. Yes, I'm all about that. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I, I'm menopausal. I do hate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting more and more difficult. And my problem is that my husband likes to hermetically seal us in a room because he doesn't like light or noise. Okay. And that doesn't work for me because obviously I need not light or noise, but I need air. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm actually the same because I'm in an apartment in the city centre. Okay. And for the first couple of years of living there, the noise was unbelievable. And then... Because you moved out from the rural area of Glasnevin. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Underneath the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, like, I never had a problem sleeping. I always slept with the window open. Yeah. But I, I couldn't do that where, when I moved in. And then what I did was I got my windows replaced. I got Triple glass. Triple glazing or something. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the day I got them installed, uh, I closed them as a bus was going down the road. And it just was like, it was just like hitting mute. And I just lay down in the bed and went. I, I slept for about four hours. In Amazing. The the day, and it was like... Oh my God, it's like gold. Good sleep is like gold. When I couldn't sleep, I tried loads of different, you know, different things. Tricks to, and everybody yeah. has opinions about what like you should or shouldn't do. The one that did work, actually, mm -hmm. it didn't work enough because I, I kind of went back to not sleeping again, yeah. was banana tea. What the hell is that? It's basically you get banana skins. No, I was using a whole banana, but you can do it with banana skins. And you, you chop it in half mm -hmm. and then you boil it in water. Mm -hmm. And then you drink the water. And apparently the water is filled with potassium, which is supposed to help you sleep. Who told you that? Was somebody that doesn't like you? I think if you're with a snorer, I think that's, I think all bets are off then. Because snoring happens, right? This is my rule. Snoring happens when you sleep on your back. It doesn't matter who you are or what the state you're of right. your nasal passage is. <laughs> You snore because you're sleeping on your back. That's the only reason. So as far as I'm concerned, nobody can sleep on their back. Ever. Oh, they're not allowed? No. Okay. It's just, just no. Naturally. If you want to sleep with somebody else in your bed. Okay. You can't sleep on your back. <laughs> it's good manners to learn to sleep on your side. Oh, good manners. So is your natural go-to to sleep on your side? No. No, I, I, I would have slept on my back as a kid. But when you start sleeping with somebody, you sleep on your side. You, you make the effort. Now I'm quite comfortable to sleep on my side. Okay. Because you made that effort. Because I made that effort. Because you knew that was important. And if anybody else doesn't make that effort, <laughs> they don't, they don't get to stay in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you told me that just in case. Yeah. I mean, I can't ever, ever envisage the, the situation where we're going to be sharing the same bed. But you never know. Who knows? You never know. You never, I, it's you always good to have the, the financial ruin. The Either one of us book, could end up in. I like a rule book. I think the worst type of snoring is, you know, the one. <laughs> <laughs> There's the a one scale. The one where you think somebody's dead. Oh, when they stop it, when breathing. It just stops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like. <clears throat> I think that's called sleep apnea. That's an actual condition. Groat. <laughs> Are you really making fun of somebody, like judging someone because of a condition they have? Well, actually, it's my dad. My dad is a terrible snorer. Oh, my gosh. And it's funny because my sister moved in. <laughs> <laughs> my sister moved in for about six weeks when she was getting moving house she sold yeah. her house and then she yeah yeah 
And she was saying, she was lying back up. There he is, he's dead now. <laughs> no, there he is, he's back. <laughs> she was remarkably calm in that circumstance. Well, if somebody's been snoring for hours, yeah, you, okay. you've got 20 minutes after they die of being like, thank God. <laughs> 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 the remorse doesn't kick in for yeah, a while. Yeah, you hear the dying, like, that's grand. No grief. Yeah, grand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in and I'll provide respiratory assistance <laughs> as soon as I feel the grief. <laughs> that's terrible. But true. <laughs> it's true. It, oh my God, it's like, it's the oh. worst thing in the world. And also, do you know what the, do you know what the worst part about it is? What? Right? Is that somebody that's snoring sounds like they're having the nicest sleep. And you're not. Yeah. And resentment builds up. The resentment builds. But also, (laughs) what happens is you feel terrible about waking Waking. them out of that lovely sleep. I bet you don't. Well, I do at the start. But then I think, you know, it's okay. It's an hour of this now, girls. (laughs) It's time to smack somebody in the face. (laughs) Jesus. It's difficult. I did look some fun facts. Do you want to hear a few fun Go on. Facts? Okay. So apparently sleeping with your pet releases oxytocin. Oh, is that the love hormone? Well, the love and the calm. So you can oh. sleep really well. I do sleep with my pet. I, like Boots sleeps on the end of my bed. Yeah. Well, and then in the middle of the night she comes up and she very gently taps me on the face. That's and nice. And then what I do is I lift my arm and she gets in under my arm. Wow. So she sleeps at the end at my feet and then... She'll just go, okay, no, I, I'm i kind of chilly. I need a little snuggle here. So she'll just like very gently tap me, not enough to wake me, but just enough for me to go. She has you so well trained. It's not even funny. I don't even mind. I know. I, of course, you know, I've had a Labrador for you many years, many, yeah. many years. And um, she sleeps with me very occasionally. Um, but she is nearly the length of me when she sleeps. <laughs> So it's not so subtle when she pushes me out of the bed. It's, but it's it's the nicest thing in the world. Seeing me it is. Bed. Like it really is. Like it is. It's very comforting. I let her away with more than I'd let my husband away with. If he was over my yeah. space, I'd be like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Move away!" But know, she yeah. can do anything she wants. Uh, sleeping naked apparently means that you get better sleep, have clearer skin, and it improves male fertility. I have to say now, I'm not a fan. Odds to me. <laughs> But like, I'm not a fan of naked sleeping naked. No, no, I don't think I ever really completely did that a whole night. But uh, I think definitely, yeah, no, no. I always think that there sh- there should be one layer. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think. I mean, maybe it was a child thing. I mean, I, do you know what I always used to think? Right, mm. <laughs> if you slept naked, you were more likely to wet the bed. Okay. But I don't know. That's probably not true. No, it isn't. But I always As a bedwetter, I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) That isn't true. Not now. (laughs) I want to be very clear. Not now. I'm talking about when I was young. Yeah. Yeah, I I always just thought like... I thought it was nylon because obviously there was a lot of nylon in my day. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you, there was a house bar now. You go up like that. (laughs) Uh, And the last one I'm going to give you, right? Go on. This is the last one. Is in Fenchway... They don't allow mirrors near the bed in case it bounces energy back at you. So yeah, you think that's exactly what would happen then. Yeah. Mm. 
I'm not sure about feng shui. I think feng shui is all well and good unless you live in an apartment. Yeah, and you know, it's very true. (laughs) Very true. Mirrors anywhere near your bed are not necessary. (laughs) Unless you are (laughs) incredibly good at arranging yourself. I think that... Unless that's your vibe. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's very true. (laughs) Some things you don't need to see. (laughs) Even the prettiest don't look well all the time. Absolutely not. No. No. It's like watching a seal be clubbed. Yeah. <laughs> Neve has just <laughs> almost fallen off the seat. Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am going to be going on tour later on in the year and early next year with my show Glamour Hammer and I will be going all around Ireland and the UK. The dates on sale at the moment are Port Leash, Dundalk, Limerick, which is sold out, Galway, Belfast, Clonakilty, Waterford, Wexford, Sligo, Cork, uh, I'll be at the Everyman in January. Uh, my Liberty Hall shows are sold out, but we've just put on a Vicar Street, which is very much not sold out. So, <laughs> not just yet. So come along, we'd love to see you there. How do I get tickets, Garrett? You can get tickets, me by asking me. I know. <laughs> but all of those other people, they can buy them on GarrettFarley.com. Oh my God. Oh. I feel there's a story about <laughs> So we... <laughs> Sorry. We asked you to get in touch about your sleeping tips, right? Oh, mm. um, and loads of people did. I was so surprised by this. Oh like, my God, pages. Pages of people got in touch. Um, mm. Now, honestly, some of them weren't great. I'm going to be honest. Like Rob says, run on a treadmill till you can't move. You'll sleep like a baby. Okay. No offense. That's just yeah. not your thing. It's not my vibe, Rob. Okay. So Rob, to be fair, I get what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. But that's also like saying, like... <laughs> Surely there are other things that you could expend your energy on. Exactly, Neve. But do you know what? Also, running on a treadmill until you can't move. I think that that is not only going to tire you out for the evening, it's going to wreck you for the next day. Well, the other thing about it is usually you have to have a shower after that because quite frankly, yes, it develops a certain element of, you know, sweat. You stink. And you don't want to be getting into bed like that. So no. you go and you have a shower. And oh then, my God, that's it. Hello, awake again. Um, but the thing about a shower is, though, apparently if you have a bath, it getting out of the bath is the bit that makes you sleepy because it's a sudden drop in your temperature. And apparently if your temperature suddenly drops, your body's reaction is to be sleepy. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's why that's why a hot bath before bed works, because but it, when it doesn't work is if you are hot in the bath, you get out and you put on pajamas like your best, your best flannels. <laughs> your best flannels. <laughs> so so uh, Katrina be... says she listens to music and podcasts or rain sounds to help me fall asleep. Well, it's lucky. It, I hope you live in Ireland because then you'll hear a lot of rain sounds lately. I'm not I'm not into the rain sounds. No. Because they always make me want to go to the loo. <laughs> I just like, it's the last thing you need. The okay. la- like, that's the last thing you need is 
just as you're about to go to sleep, you want to go to the loo and then it's the cold tiles in the bathroom. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, it does. Know. It does kind of thing. But I love listening to stuff. So um, podcasts are, you know, especially ours. Although you might be invigorated by all the giggling. Oh, I think what? it's very invigorating our podcast, uh-huh, Niamh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think, but, I d- but I definitely do say like an episode of Frasier. It's the baritones of the voices. Yeah, it's certain kind of things. When, yeah. when the kids were small, uh, after six o'clock, they could only watch calming things. So it's either Winnie the Pooh, Thomas the Tank Engine. What a fantastic thing. Listening to Ringo Starr talking on that. <laughs> or David Attenborough. Oh God, I'd rather not watch telly. No, it's soft. It's easy. It's but easy. David Attenborough not you like suddenly deer getting mauled by a cheetah. I know, but he does it in a very lovely way. It's whatever kind of calms you. It's just, you don't want anything to trigger you. I think that's what that is, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I definitely think seeing a deer get mauled by a cheetah, that would <laughs> Especially as a child, I'd be like. <laughs> Especially because there's usually more than one. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Tune on its arse while it's still going at the front. Oh, God. Do you know when they're still alive at the front? Yeah, I know. It's so, I honestly, that's why I can't watch those documentaries. But they're amazing. And then you're just like to the camera, why don't you help? No, but they can't. never do, yeah. It's a circle of life. Anyway, Mary says sometimes she takes melatonin. Mary. Now, here's the thing about melatonin, right? I did take melatonin. When I couldn't sleep, when I went to that bad phase of right, and does it um, work? It does work, but I will tell you two things. Right, one, it gives it gives me a headache the next day, so I get a headache from okay. it. Okay, do you become dehydrated? Maybe, um, maybe possibly. Mm. The other thing about melatonin that I read about it is that if you start to take melatonin, your body is getting melatonin, so it doesn't feel produce the need it. to produce it. Oh God! So, so you're then, creating a problem. so then you're actually creating a bigger sleep problem. Okay. Uh, unless you're willing to take melatonin forever. Which well, I see Ben says here he takes magnesium, CBD and sleeps alone. There's quite a lot going on there. Wow. I know. CBD is very good. The CBD oil. Yeah. I'm, it, that's really good. I've never yeah. used that. I must... Yeah, that knocked me out. Wow. The only thing is it's very expensive. Is it? Yeah. And people put it on their skin. People use it on spots and blemishes. Okay, and... is it good for that? Yeah, it's supposed to be a miracle cure. I'll bet. Or maybe just care less. <laughs> Cannabis oil. <laughs> just saying. That's an excellent point. <laughs> I don't know. I just It's just a thought. Um, Sally Ann says, my wife had COVID last week, so obviously she slept in another room. Couldn't wait for her to get back to her bed and then couldn't sleep a wink. Uh, she took over the bloody bed and all in my space. <laughs> Grace says, ASMR, I couldn't live without it. I have never done this. Well, actually... You'd probably do a good job. Yes, more when they whisper in But if you think about it, it totally works because your brain just automatically winds down. My son. So does is it, it all just the time. whispering? My son. No, it's not always whispering. Sometimes it's not even about that, but it is tends to be very. And it might be regular sounds like that or a little tapping or something. It's funny because actually my son likes to listen to stuff going to bed. And he used to he used to watch your man paint, whatever his name was, uh, Bob Ross. Oh. Paint. And his little trees because he's got a very calming voice. It's all about calming stuff. Sometimes it's watching somebody do something like one time I went up and uh, you, you always take your ha- life in your hands when you're going up to a teenage boy's room to look at what they're watching on a computer. It was basically somebody pinning some fabric onto a, a dummy, you know, so it was like 
just normal uh, repetitive items that were qu- calming and quiet. And actually, I can see how that would work if your mind is busy and you're just focusing on something that just empties it out. But well, um, yeah. they say like the sewing bee. Everyone says the sewing bee is the, the most calming bee. program you'll ever watch. I love it. I, what age am I that I'm loving that? I know. I'm very excited for this, the final. But that's a whole other thing. Somebody says, terrible. I can barely get through the night without incident. Sleep screaming often. Oh, oh my God. My sister used to do that, but it's usually when they're very stressed. So, um, Sli- did you ever? That's like a a stress thing, actually. People who sw- scream tend to be stressed. They don't remember the next day. <laughs> my sister used to wake up and go, oh, my throat's very sore. She's very relaxed after having a lovely and sleep. Did she do si- sleep screaming? Yeah, she used, to, she used to do a lot. There was a period of time, maybe about two or three years, where it was really bad. And it, it, she was just really stressed from work, but she didn't. She didn't recognise it as stress, but she was stressed. But screaming at night. Oh, proper screaming. Like the first time she did it, we were all out of our beds looking down at her and she was completely asleep doing it. It's like outrageous. Oh, my God. Yeah. The rest of us all sleep deprived. And she's like, oh, my throat's very sore. And is it like, is that like a sleepwalking? You know, like where somebody sleepwalks, yeah. they, you're not supposed to wake them up. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I woke her. I shared a room with her for God's sake. <laughs> I love this one, right? And this is the last one I'm going to talk about. It's Chelsea, right? Chelsea says, two separate mattresses in a king-size bed, two separate duvets and never without ni- white noise. Chelsea, I think you need to not live with this person. <laughs> that's this is, a lot of separation. She, she has met, like, well done, Chelsea. You should you should do it. that's a great idea. Two separate single duvets. No, no, I, I a... get that. I get the two separate duvets because there's a lot of people who, if you, do you ever go on the continent, they usually have, even if the beds are together, the two duvets are separate. Yeah. It's, it's because people have different requirements from duvets. Completely. <laughs> you see, I couldn't be having, you know, the, some people talk about the weighted blankets. I think somebody here sent it. Um, and they, I've heard a lot about them and they are fantastic, very comforting. I would be traumatized. I a few times got into hotel beds that were too tightly tucked, and if I didn't untuck them beforehand, I was traumatized. I the whole actually night. can't bear it. No, I can't. No. I can't. No. So I don't think the weighted blanket is for me. Uh, it's for anxiety, isn't it? It must be, and you know, and unless I can your anxiety it. is being crushed from above, then I would imagine it's quite anxiety-inducing. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. So we are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you are enjoying our show and you would like to support us, you can do that for as little as the cost of a fancy cup of coffee. You can pledge just €5 a month to show your support to us. And in return for that, you will get access to special bonus content from us and all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. So head on over to headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register if you want to join up. And then each week you will be able to watch us recording Agony Rants and see all of the stuff that doesn't make the episode. All the stuff that would get us sued. The show we are cross-promoting for the next two weeks is Phoning It In. It is a hilarious comedy improv show where comedians call into a fake radio show and only when they're on air do they find out what they are phoning in to complain about. Phoning It In has just reached 100 episodes and it is absolutely brilliant. So after you finish listening to us, check them out because they also come out every Monday. And I swear to God, if you go over to their show and you don't come back to us, we will haunt you. This is a little clip. Have a listen. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I am the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. It's like Joe Duffy's Liveline, except we make it all up on the spot. 
Right. That's right. I get a bunch of comedians into the studio and they have no idea what they're going to be talking about until I introduce them on the air. We have just recorded a 100th episode special featuring 15 of the best comedy performers in the country. Go and check that out, binge the other 99 and become a lifelong fan of Phoning It In with me, Dave Coffey, right here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. So we have we've got some problems, right? Oh, we've actually we've two problems. <laughs> Just I mean, one. I'm going to be honest with you. We have one proper problem, and then we have <laughs> like a thing, an idea of a problem. Okay. Donal said, "Here is a sleep problem for you." I like. I mean, God, here's a sleep problem for you. Like yeah. we, <laughs> like we were begging him. Well, we uh, were kind of. <laughs> I like to sleep listening to podcasts such as yourselves, but my partner likes quiet. What do you think? Uh, Donal Headphones Yeah Next problem (laughs) (laughs) Move on Now I understand the problem is You can't wear headphones No but what you can wear is One A sleep That you can get these like sleep bands That have Like a Spot the old lady in the room I'm looking at you like you're talking about tomorrow's world They're like a They're not a They're not They're not like headphones They're like a sweatband But they're made of very very light material And they just go around your head And there's like Uh like earphones in them. I hear what you're saying and I think it's an amazing concept but already my forehead is sweating at the thought of that. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they're very cool. Like they're very like, they're, they're not... Like um, cool as in trendy or just cool? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are Bluetooth. That's pretty cool. All to play for. All to play um, for. But no, that, yeah. So yeah, Donald, that's, that's what I would do. That was the quickest problem solving we've ever done. That was a quick one. Donald, I hope we've helped. I hope we've helped. Yeah. But so, now on to our proper problem. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hi Gerald I have a problem with my child's t-shirt Gerald and Neve T-shirt? Gerald and Neve Please Oh it's okay I have a problem with my child's teacher I actually can't bear her <laughs> Oh Jesus <laughs> Donald if you're listening This is a problem <laughs> This is what we can get on board with okay. She actually annoys me more than anyone I've ever met <laughs> Ever. Oh, in capitals. In capitals. Wow. She is also, I think, too hard on my son. Ah. He is an only child and is very good. He gets upset because she is always giving out to him. I see her giving out to the children when I collect him and she makes my blood boil. She is a bit old school and belittles the kids more than she needs to, I think. My son isn't a shrinking violet and he doesn't get upset easily, but she upsets him. He is due to be to go into her class next year and I'm not happy about it. Any idea how I could approach this or am I completely in the wrong? My sister thinks I should leave well enough alone, though she does think my son is a brat. What do you think? Over to you. P.S. Love the show. Thanks for the laughs. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Okay. Uh, no name on this. So no name. No name of the child, sister, teacher or person. So I she, she's, she's, she's staying anon. Anon. And that's fair enough. Um, okay. So I have been you. Uh, well, because bringing two delightful boys into the world has required me to deal with a lot of teachers over the years on varying degrees of liking or not liking. And I'm a little old school in the sense that I think it does you no harm to learn how to cope with somebody that you don't like or you have to like very early on. And it's not easy. So your job is to give him life skills. But the most important thing that you shouldn't do is go and pick a fight. Yeah. <laughs> which it feels like you're already he's not even in the class <laughs> yeah yeah according to your thing he's not even in the no, class well no uh, what I'm wondering is is my take on this was that he has this teacher now and he's also going to have her again next year okay so there's a repeat 
Okay, so you're probably, even in that situation, unfortunately, you going in and fighting the fight doesn't allow him to deal with it, A, and does not endear her to you. It won't solve his problem. And if he's a whole year ahead, that's difficult. We're never going to like everybody that's in our children's lives. And that is the truth. We don't get to choose. But is there anything to be said for he's had this teacher for a year, hasn't been great, I was just like, yeah, I want to change. It's a very tough one. There's, there's going to be feelings involved here. Like the there's teacher's going to be put out. There's a lot of feelings. And you, you know, if you've ever been in the room with 30 kids all day, every day, you know, yeah. it can be hard to be sunny all the time. But a lot of these old, like a lot of these old school teachers are right bastards. Well. <laughs> they not, are though. I'm not going to take it away from it. I had a fair few fabulous ones in my day. Yeah. A few of them that, not so much bastards, but just didn't like me. <laughs> yeah. They are human. And sometimes you just don't get the child or you don't get the person. And the problem is you have to learn how to get around that. And he will not have this teacher forever. You going in telling that teacher anything is not going to work, unfortunately. There is perhaps a way you can change things by giving him coping skills. But also you can perhaps... Um, approach the teacher and maybe speak about ways that might be more helpful that he would adjust better in the class and by putting it that way to her not necessarily for her if you understand but you know and it's not you're not saying that your son is terrible here or that he's misbehaving but perhaps by doing that she will be more open-minded dealing with your son what I what I always think about this is right I remember when I was at school there was a teacher in my secondary school Okay, and when that teacher picked on like if that teacher got someone they didn't like oh yeah I know it was horrendous he never left I I remember there was a kid in my class uh, and he he, like the kid wasn't he wasn't troublesome and he wasn't no it was um, just easy he he was just a real easy target Mm -hmm. for this teacher it was literally he was kind of like the teacher's go to when giving out to the class it was always this kid's fault and And I remember thinking that's not right this isn't right and how did that kid respond to that Oh, well, you could see it took its toll on them. Yeah, no, definitely. And there's probably loads and loads of things like that. And I think as a mammy, that's really, really difficult. Yeah. Like 100%, that's difficult. You know, we all want, we all think our children are fabulous. Yeah. And that they have a right to be loved and adored the way we love and adore them. It's not going to be the case in their lives that that's going to be the way it is. They have to learn how to cope with that. It's very difficult if it's their teacher, because especially if it's primary school. Because then you're really stressed about, you know, know. but we can't be there to fight every battle. If you really feel this is an issue, then you need to go and talk to the, yes, talk to the teacher in a way that is, is there a problem here? What is it that, can you give me exactly what's happening here with my child? You know, it might also be that you've seen one thing and then that that colours everything else with you. And also. That's a very good point. And then also another big thing, (laughs) another big thing is. If this is what your child is telling you, then that's difficult. Yeah, but I but I think it's not what he's telling. Ta- like she's saying that he's upset. Yes, he's that upset. He, he's actually upset, and if he's upset, he's upset. He also might be feeding on you already being cross with her. Like my take would be different, but I don't have kids and I don't deal with teachers. <laughs> so what I would say is, he's her only son. I think if I she don't... doesn't mention any other kids. No, if if no, he's an only child. That's what she said, wasn't it? Uh, he's an only child yeah. and he's very good. Yeah. So I would say, do you know what? You're only doing this once. I would say, just go to the teacher, say, look, 
I've noticed change. He's not happy. I want to move him. Okay. But Fresh what start. if there's no option to move him? Well, find out if there's an option. Like if there's another, if he's going into like third class and there's another third yeah. class, just say, I want him in there. It's okay to highlight that she can't get away with that too. I know I totally get that. Find yeah, the corner, yeah. But find out what it is that's upsetting him. Yeah. Be specific. Because you can't just go in and say, breaks. no, no, you don't want anybody un- upset. There's nobody. I'm not an advocate of, you know, leaving somebody unhappy in a class. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely not an advocate of that at any stage. No, you're taking the practical mother approach. I'm, I'm just thinking the... about what's going to happen. <laughs> I never haven't had to deal with a skill before. You know, and I know that the teachers are human and sometimes it doesn't click. And yes, that will be then worth a conversation. No doubt about it. You have to find yeah. out what it is well, that's I mean, upsetting him. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly it's it. Really like, there important. is something upsetting him. And we, but also, and the teacher needs to know she's upsetting him. Yeah, no, I think that's okay. But you can't go in, don't go in angry. And don't wait till he's upset. You see, that's very difficult. I know. Because you see, the thing about it is, right? And this is like me in every situation where I'm trying to complain. Mm. Is that in order to get the confidence up to complain about something, <laughs> you do need a bit of pep. And the thing that gives you the pep is the anger. You call so, it pep. I call it low level aggression. Oh, there's nothing low level about it. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is then people are defensive and there's no way of getting past that. And she isn't... Power is the wrong word, but she is the teacher in the class, and he's going to have to. He may have to deal with her a whole year. Yeah, and live another year. Imagine no, if he's afraid I would be of her. definitely having that conversation. If he's afraid of her, then either a we have to get him past that, or b we have to have a conversation with the teacher. But the way you have that conversation is going to be so important. Yeah. So you could go and say, go in like Conor McGregor's sister. How oh. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Garode's approach. I'm going to tell you, go in and say. This is happening. Do we know why? And put it on her to explain yeah. why. It's and very if there difficult. isn't, it's very hard. Grod. I'm very emotional. About I know you are very I'm emotional. You, very you are that boy. <laughs> by this, I, I just see that all over you. <laughs> You're right because there's a certain amount of measure required here, and this is her only child. So, so the whole mama bear thing is going to be out. It's very in difficult. Force. It's very difficult. Whatever you choose to do, mm. be it. A calm measured conversation yeah. like Neva's suggestion <laughs> or reversing your car through the principal's office. <laughs> I would say do it this week yes. before the school breaks up. Yes. Like go in, have the conversation and I would also say don't leave till you get a resolution. I think like, so. Don't, don't wait for any sort of well, let me chat to you and I'll follow up. No, no, no. I want it done now. What you need to now. do is make an appointment actually yeah. if you can. So in other words uh, or make sure that you nail it. The the problem now is you're in holiday time. So the difficulty is you can't deal with it right this moment. So but the principals are in. Yeah. So what you're now also going to do is maybe talk to your son and find out what his issue is, why he's upset in a very pleasant way. And maybe when you get try and remove yourself, remove the teacher, whatever it is, and find what upsets him specifically. You're already cross with this teacher. And so yeah. it's going to be really, really hard. And maybe go to the principal as a go-between, but that will not be very difficult also with the teacher because yeah, they might it, not appreciate it. it. It's difficult with the teacher, but hard luck. That's the teacher's job. The teacher is going to get parents talking to the principal about yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not that you're making a complaint, but you're just saying... Yeah, but be specific. not right here. I don't know what... He's coming out upset all, and I just, I don't want another year of this. That's very valid. Grod, I'm very proud of you. But you said that in a very measured and calm way. Not like and I'm going the to the way I would say it. Yeah, as well. <laughs> would, would be when the principal is picking up the rubble of his office. <laughs> as you get out of the car, surrounded by pieces of the photocopier. 
as you get out of the car as with toner all over you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but actually, you're very valid. That is exactly the right yeah. thing to do. You you don't want the child upset. Try and find out what it is that's upsetting him, and then resolve it. Exactly. We want. God, I'm so upset for this child. I know. We want. We want an update on this, and yeah. then give him a summer of fun, fun, fun. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. It's been wonderful to chat to you as always. I'm going to have a nap now. And we'll be here next week. Because we work extra hard. We do work extra hard. <laughs> have a good week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, read me the manual. Using a Phillips screwdriver, What was that? This sounds like another language to me. Okay, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big, then pay someone to do it for us. Maybe. What's next? Next, Pony Ostium Pronus and Terra. Was that one Latin? Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.